Welcome to my podcast, Weaving Shadows, Grief Work and Becoming. Attempting to reweave my existence into reality, to become relevant again following a series of life's misadventures, injuries, chronic illness, and grief processing that seems to be unending in a world that expects me to quote unquote just be normal already. The weaving of light, both illuminated and dark, to bring me back into focus. And now that the match has been struck, for me to find I am my own light within the inky night. So I hope you enjoy my story of becoming, and while it is not yours, perhaps you can find inspiration and hope as I walk this path. We can walk side by side for a ways until our paths depart. Enjoy. Today I have a letter dated January 19th, 2024. The moon is waxing gibbous in the sign of Taurus. Dear friend, for those who live in a state of grief, it is the most important work they can be doing, transforming transformation at the atomic level. I could recite quotes from famous people and books to drive the point home to add validity to that statement. But anyone who is grieving, those who watch people grieve, already know the truth of it. It is a process that unfolds in its own time. You cannot rush it. It will not be hurried. It comes and goes in waves, spirals down and inward to the deepest depths of human consciousness. From the ashes of the great grass fires, grief ignites, comes a sweet scent of the grandmothers, our ancestors. Here we can find inspiration, ideas that move us with a heated fervor so that we walk the borders of obsession, combined with a seeing of things that may cause us to look like madness incarnate. There is a range of emotions without control. We have to learn to live like water just to survive it at all. We build our boats from internal imagery and dreaming, coat it in the symbols of our consciousness, and pray it is strong enough to deliver us from the torrents of torments. Reality comes twi- becomes twisted, or do we twist our reality? Some events are so horrendous to our psyches that something breaks, not everyone returns. These characters are depicted in movies with extras whispering behind the backs of their hands. Oh, you know, they were just never the same after. The poor soul, of course we are praying for their deliverance from this evil. The director yells and that's the scene. But it's not that, though. It's not evil, it just is. It's just what happens. It's the part of life no one wants to talk about or look at. Did you know that I took my picture, my face, off the image of this podcast and replaced it with one of my paintings? Because it's one thing to hear about pain as an abstract, abstract suffering. It is quite another thing altogether when you put a face to it. Or how about patrons being willing to donate to a podcast writer's coffee budget so they can continue to churn out more listening product. 
But to know that money is needed for groceries, therapies, service dog upkeep and trainings and retrainings, well, we're staring pain in the face again, aren't we? The Western world. Scratch that, America. Well, let's be honest now. The United States. Our culture does not support grief, pain, or healing. We are not given space for these things. To feel, to learn, heal, and rise from these things. The suicides during the COVID pandemic closures. That's a painful awakening for many modernized cultures. That our pain is not being addressed. That we do not know how to handle or process grief. How to transform it. So many people have been left broken. And from what I'm seeing, we are re-entering the phase of not just ignoring pain, but actually purposefully turning away from it. This cannot possibly end well for any of us. I see a thousand online programs popping up to address it, but most programs, not all, but most, keep it just to the surface of things. And you don't have an actual person guiding you through it, just a series of tutorial videos. It's not the same. You pay thousands of dollars to keep mindfully ignoring the pain while actively living while actively living in the illusion of moving forward. But who's to say this isn't just another form of grief? Perhaps on a global scale, pretending that we are resolving the depths of pain while barely skimming the surface. My first training was to turn into and look fear in the face to work through the darkness and shadows to find my strength to look pain in the face and find my absolution i was just a child and the world was cruel in my early 20s i formally learned how to walk in the darkness to process grief and trauma to be the light in a darkening world I took my vows as a priestess of the goddess in all her forms to help women heal, to help the world heal. In my 30s, my sole focus was raising three children, babies, really, continuing my studies and building a community, however guided I went about it, backwards and inside out, mostly. All my best work has done this way. It comes to me, it came to me in a dream once to step backwards, turn into it, backwards and inside out. I won't pretend it isn't messy. It unravels threats. The twists and turns leave you with a knot to unravel or sometimes cut away completely. Sometimes the fabric binds you so tightly that you're suffocating until a bright and shining being cuts you free. Sometimes we call them angels. With gifts of inspiration and purpose, however guided they are, these don't always end with a product. Sometimes, most times, it gives just enough hope to lift yourself up out of the quicksand and the muck and mire of your own personal interior swamp. You have to learn how to live in a swamp. We are swamp people now. There is healing and nourishment here. It is hiding. 
I grew up with a swamp next door, both figuratively and physically, in fifth grade. I swam through it as part of a field trip, the days before anyone was concerned with amoebas entering your brain through your ear, parasites burrowing into your immune system, snakes, leeches, or even gators consuming you as their own form of nourishment. I learned many things in this swamp. It had much to teach me. Many songs were written here, gifted from here. It became my lifelong place to grieve, process, transform, and celebrate. My children were introduced to its life, its critters, its voices, its silence, its gifts, its beauty. When my beloved Cypress Swamp was destroyed by a combination of natural and man-made disasters while I was in the mountains, well, those emotions, that process, taught me more about what I considered to be irreparable grief. But then a decade later, hearing stories of how it was starting to come back taught me about healing. I painted what I could remember. It was one of my first complex paintings after the brain injury. It is somewhat slanted. When hung straight, it looks like it could easily start leaking into the surrounding wall. I feel a message in that waiting to be discovered. Well, that is it for today. My penmanship is faltering and the words are slowing to a trickle. I will write more when I can. Love always, Isabella, Sir Figgy, and Lady Shadow. P.S. I've attached some poems for your amusement. I am spiraling today. And from the spiral, these words emerge. I want to scream like a banshee. I want to feel it echo through every fiber of my being for all the noise to be silenced, for all the struggles to become non-existent. My shadow, forever tethered to my ankles, screams for me. She challenges me, mirrors me, pushes me, nipping at my heels. I am so tired of all the lying, the dishonesty. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Weaving Shadows, Grief Work, and Becoming. I hope you have enjoyed my story, sharing in my journey, and while it is not yours, perhaps you can find some inspiration and hope as we walk this path together side by side for a little while until our ways depart. And for those of you who would like to continue your support, remember that every penny counts and your monthly monetary support helps to cover my health therapy, service dog care, and groceries. Thank you. From Isabella, Mr. Figgles, and Lady Shadow. Until next time.